I got my book, and I opened my Bible to Psalms 46, and I read that, and then I opened my uh, our daily bread. I buy it by the year for the kids, and it's an article entitled Roadside Assistance. Roadside Assistance. An, an acquaintance of mine, and I'm not going to take long because I don't want to take up the time. An acquaintance of mine was hunting with friends near Balmoral, the country estate of the Queen of England. As they walked, he twisted his ankle so badly that he couldn't go on. So he told his friends to continue, and he would wait by the side of the road. As he sat there, a car came down the road, slowed down, and stopped. The woman driving rolled down the window and asked if he was okay. He explained and said he was waiting for his friends to return. She said, get in. I'll take you back to where you are staying. He limped to the car and opened the door only to realize that it was Queen Elizabeth. As shocking as uh, receiving help from the Queen of England may be, we have an offer of help that is even more astounding. The Creator, God of the universe, descends into our world, sees our trouble, and offer to marshal his resources to help us. As the psalmist confidently affirmed, God is a very present help in trouble, Psalms 46 and 1. Our Savior helps by giving us grace to endure, his word to sustain us, friends to encourage and pray for us, and the confidence that he will ultimately work it all together for our spiritual good. The next time you feel stranded along life's road, look for your helper. And this is a short prayer. Lord, I am thankful that when I experience trouble, you are waiting and wanting to help. Teach me to look to you and to rest in your kind and loving care until you deliver me safely home. And the footnote says, Rejoice, your God is a helping king. And that was so encouraging to me the other night. I got up, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, oh, my God, this, he's talking to me. And so I decided, I said to Reverend Williams, I was going to share it on today's broadcast. So I appreciate all of you all continue to pray for me that I will eventually come around and get back to myself. And I appreciate everything that has been done. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 46, verse 1 through 5. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though it roars, its waters rolls or foam, Though the mountains tremble at its swelling, Selah, there's a river whose stream may glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High God is in her midst. She should not be moved. 
God will help her when morning dawns. Amen. Amen. Shall we all bow for prayer? Father God, we just thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. And God, we want to continue to rejoice and be glad in it. God, we thank you for allowing us another Sunday, God, first of all, to be in the land of the living, to be in our right mind, to have food and shelter and clothing, God. God, we just thank you for being a keeper, God. God, we thank you for our pastor and our church family. And God, we just continue to lift up your holy and righteous word in your name, God. And God, we just ask as we go forward in your service, God, that you will just be with us. Be with our speaker on today. Put them down in the treasures of your word. Continue to encourage the heart of our pastor. Continue to encourage the entire Wyatt family, God, during their time of bereavement, God. God, look on those who are going through during this pandemic, God. God, we ask that you meet their needs. Make a way out of no way. God, grant someone peace and rest, God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, God. God, grant someone food to eat, God. Make ways, God, out of no way. And, God, we want to continue, God, just to stay in prayer, to stay safe. God, we thank you for keeping us safe. We thank you for healing those who who were sick, God. And, God, we just thank you, God, just for being God all by yourself, God. For, God, you're so worthy of all the praise, honor, and glory. And, God, we owe it all to you. We thank you for your word, God, which continues to guide and direct our lives. Let us grow more and more in your word. Let us draw closer to you, God in our relationship with you, God. And as your word is received on today, let it fall on good ground and produce a hundredfold return. In Jesus' name, amen, and we thank God. Amen. We certainly do thank and praise God for this afternoon. We thank and praise God for his goodness and his mercy. We thank and praise God for giving us another day to be in the land just one more time. We thank and praise God for our pastor giving us opportunities to be able to share in God's word. And to all of our, our uh, members and those that are a guests with us on this afternoon, we just say God bless you, God keep you in whatever your endeavors are. And so we're excited about what the Lord is doing and what he's going to do. So wherever you are right now, you ought to just put your hands together and give God a hand praise. Because God still is good, for his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures unto all generations. And this morning, this afternoon, our scripture is taken from St. Luke chapter 10. That's St. Luke chapter 10. And I will read, start at the 25th verse and read up until the 29th verse. That is St. Luke chapter 10 verses 25 through 29. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered and said, Thou shalt love thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Let us bow our heads. Our Father and our God, we come again just thanking and praising you 
Lord, for who you are in our lives. Lord, we thank and praise you for your word on this afternoon. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we ask you to decrease, Lord, that you would increase. Oh, Father God, you said your word will never, ever come back void, but it shall accomplish everything that is set out to do. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to open up the minds and the hearts of your people. Oh, Father God, that they will know that they have been in the presence of you. And, Father God, we give you thanks, praise, and glory in advance for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And praise God. If I can leave with you these minutes that we have on this afternoon, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Is my neighbor the clerk at the local local grocery store that I see often? Is my neighbor the co-worker that works beside you day in and day out? Is my neighbor the person I live next door to? Is my neighbor the person I grew up with in the same neighborhood? Who is my neighbor? Is my neighbor the business partner or associate? Is my neighbor the local barber or beautician? Perhaps my neighbor is the person I conversate with regularly on the phone. Who is my neighbor? So as we look at the text, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted Jesus, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus responded, What is written in the law? How thou readest thou? The lawyer knew the law very well. He was very versed in the Jewish and rabbinical law. He knew what the law said. So let's take a look at Leviticus 19 and 18. Thou shalt not avenge, nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. So be mindful. Everyone that asks a question is not always looking for answers. They want to know what you have to say about the matter. Oftentimes the individual who is asking the question usually is trying to justify their own motives inaction, or the lack of. And this lawyer was attempting to justify himself concerning love and his neighbor. Jesus goes on to say, if I could, in my sanctified mind, say, look at this. Check this out. Notice for your hearing. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. From this passage of scripture, this man's situation went from bad to worse. First, he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. 
Second, he fell among thieves. Third, he was stripped of his raiment. Fourth, he was wounded. Fifth, they departed. Sixth, leaving him half dead. So in our spiritual and sanctified mind, this man was left in a very horrible and awful state. He continued to go down. So as Jesus continues his dialogue with the lawyer. It says, by chance, there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. The man of God saw the wounded man, the condition he was in, and passed on the other side. Perhaps this priest knew the danger of the Jericho Road and didn't want to put himself in a vulnerable state. Perhaps he thought it was a decoy for an ambush. Maybe he had a sermon that he wanted to be heard and was pressed for time. The text doesn't say. Likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed on the other side. This Levite, he was in the vicinity. He looked at the man that had fallen. This Levite, a deacon who performed temple duties, made eye contact with the wounded man and passed on the other side. Perhaps he was concerned about opening up the church door making sure the lights and mics were turned on. Maybe he was next in the rotation to pray, so he didn't have time to stop and help this wounded man. Maybe he felt that his situation, that this situation was too large for him to handle alone. Church, don't become so preoccupied with your daily routine that we miss the unction of the Holy Spirit his small voice, or his nudging us into action to help those that are in need. Jesus concludes with, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. This Samaritan, he went to him. In other words, this Samaritan, he took action. Two, he bound up his wounds. This Samaritan used his own goods to nurse his wounds. Three, pouring in oil and wine. The wine that the Samaritan had contained alcohol, an anesthetic effect on the man's wounds, and the oil helped to soothe the wounds, easing the pain. Four, and he set the man on his beast. This Samaritan walked the journey with the man because the Bible says he put the man on his beast and he walked. And he brought him to an end. In other words, this Samaritan set up housing for the wounded man. And he took care of this wounded man. So in other words, he found time to help the injured. He paid his way, his stay in the end. 
In other words, he left money for the for the wounded man's bill. And he was willing to pick up the difference upon his return. So in other words, this Samaritan shows extended and extra generosity for this man's sake. And he was a Samaritan, not a Jew as the other temple officials. Because you, we know the story that the Jews and Samaritans had no dealings with each other. Jews felt the Samaritans were half-breed. So after Jesus spoke this parable, he mentioned to the lawyer, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of thieves? The lawyer answered and said and showed the one that showed mercy on him. The lawyer, he didn't understand the call of God, but Jesus went on to tell the lawyer, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. Go and do what the Samaritan has done in this story. So church, don't rule out certain people as neighbors. To love God means to show mercy to those in need. An authentic life is found in serving God and caring for others. This is a central tenet of discipleship. Neighbors are not determined by race. Neighbors are not determined by creed. Neighbors are not determined by gender. Neighbors consist of anyone in need made in the image of God. So this lawyer, when we look at this lawyer, to the lawyer, the wounded man was a subject of discussion. To the thieves, the wounded man was somebody to use and exploit. To the religious man, the wounded man was a problem to be avoided. To the innkeeper, the wounded man was a customer to serve for a fee. To the Samaritan, the wounded man was a human being worth being cared for and loved. So pick up the mantle that the Samaritan displayed. The Samaritan displayed Jesus in multiple ways. The Samaritan was an outsider despised by many. The Samaritan came after others failed to meet the need. The Samaritan came before it was too late. The Samaritan came with all the necessity. The Samaritan came right to the afflicted man. The Samaritan showed compassion. The Samaritan provided for future needs of this man. So when we look at John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But to Jesus, all of them and all of us were worth dying for. Who is my neighbor? Go help and show compassion for your neighbor. Our neighbor won't always resemble you and I. And I think I need to say that again. Go and show compassion to your neighbor. Our neighbor won't always resemble you and I. 
Our neighbor won't always live in the same neighborhood. Our neighbor won't always be in the same financial bracket. Our neighbor won't always dress like you and I or shop at the same stores that we shop at. Our neighbor won't always drive a fine automobile. So when we look at Hebrews 13 and 2, King James Version says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained strangers unaware. The NIV of the same Hebrews 13 and 2, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. And then the International Standard Version of the same Hebrews 13 and 2, Stop neglecting to show hospitality to strangers, for by showing hospitality, some have had angels as their guests without even being aware of it. Who is thy neighbor? When we look at this situation that we are now in, this COVID-19, this COVID-19 has touched many lives around the globe. Everybody has become our neighbor, no matter their ethnicity, no matter their culture, no matter their race or religion. So it's time out, church, to be plain church. We have to get about God's business. And so we need to find out who is thy neighbor. Our neighbor is anyone that needs a helping hand. Don't look down on them. Don't frown up at them. Amen. But treat them with love and tender kindness. And that's how Jesus has done with us. We were all a wretch undone, but when we came to Jesus, Jesus didn't despise us, he didn't look over us, but he took us in and allowed us to be part of of, of the household of faith. So look to the hills from which cometh your help, because all our help, it comes from God. Who is my neighbor? Our Father and our God, we thank you once again for all that you have done, God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for all the listeners and of Monroe and all the guests, God, that have tuned in to hear your word today. We thank you and praise you, God, because you are God. We ask you to continue to strengthen us along our journey. Continue to look on those, God, who still, God, feel the heavy weight, God, of this pandemic situation that we're going through. Continue to look on our past and his family. Continue to bless every family, God, under the sound of my voice. God, we ask you to bless that going in and they're going in and they're coming out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.